Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. It is already the 8th of uh, February. February is like to say there's a debate over you know, February or February. I say February. I know it's a, it's a little uh, cumbersome. I also say realtor, not realtor. And I say jeweler, not jeweler. Yeah, so there you go. I kind of uh, I take language seriously, although some of you may doubt that. Anyway, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Uh, there is so much going on. You've got uh, people in China, uh, athletes in China. Uh, my friend Chris Plant calls it the Hunger Games, and it literally has been for several athletes who have been quarantined after uh, uh, testing positive for COVID rather than uh, going into, and, and most of these venues are outdoors where the athletes are performing by themselves. I don't think there's any synchronized swimming going on. I guess ice hockey. But, you know, uh, by and large, the athletes are performing by themselves. And generally, at least in most municipalities that are reasonably sane, you can wear a mask outdoor or even not wear a mask outdoor. But uh, some of these uh, these athletes have been sequestered. Somebody uh, I, I shared yesterday, she's a skeleton athlete. And she says literally that the bones are sticking out of her skin because she doesn't have enough to eat. And she she's a skeleton performer. It's a little sled. It's a, it's a sled like you, maybe you had when you were a kid. Maybe if you're a boomer or a, a, an early stage Gen Xer, you might have had one of those runner sleds, you know, which I mean, honestly, they're like uh, lawn darts. They're, they're not very good for you. you. They're very injurious if you get run over by one. But anyway, she's a, a member of the skeleton team. But it's kind of interesting that we're hosting the, uh, the, the country that created and uh, you know, performed Tiananmen Square. Tiananmen Square was a, uh, a bunch of students for you millennials who weren't alive uh, or maybe were infants at the time. What happened was students in China decided they would try to mirror what was happening with regard to the fall of the Soviet Union and the, uh, the Berlin Wall. And they thought they would do that peacefully outside of the hidden city uh, in Tiananmen Square in China. And, uh, you know, the Chinese government kind of went along with it and kind of were patient about it for so long. And then one night, all the lights went out and they just slaughtered everybody. They just ran over them with tanks and, and crushed them and shot them and then uh, washed, literally washed them into the sewer drains. I know it's not a pretty picture, but it's something that I've had in my heart for 30 plus years when this happened. I couldn't believe that the media has allowed a country to do that and then just act like it never happened in the modern era. But at the same time, we have echoes of Tiananmen Square, and I'm not saying it's going to result with people being crushed to death by tanks, but we do have some of the same similar dialogue happening in Canada. 
in Canada. The Premier of Canada, Justin Trudeau, is uh, saying all sorts of untruths about the truck drivers who feed his sorry butt. His, uh, in French, it's derriere, by the way. I don't know. You probably wouldn't have got that if I just said derriere. You'd be like, what's that? And I'd say, it's your butt. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's, uh, he's literally doing some of the same things that they did in China by demonizing the movement, uh, saying it is things that, that it isn't. And honestly, and you know the crazy thing about it? It's the exact same thing that the left and Democrats and the mainstream media and big social media have done to Trump supporters. It's the exact same thing. They did the same thing to the January 6th protesters who were there. Over a million people came to hear Donald Trump speak because they had many questions about the election of 2022 with actual facts, like thousands of affidavits swearing that people had seen voter fraud. Thousands of drop boxes dropped off by Mark Zuckerberg with his $500 million in Zuckerbucks and battleground states that stopped counting votes in the middle of the night. And then the next morning, I mean, he was Joe Biden way behind when they stopped counting votes. And in Georgia, they said there was a, a sewer main break and it never happened. A water main break never happened. What did happen was everybody was hustled out and, uh, and all of a sudden a bunch of ballot boxes were pulled out from under tables and people ran them through the counter several times and it was caught on tape. I know, it's caught on tape. It's crazy. Crazy how that happens. And, and literally in Philadelphia, 500,000 votes came in overnight while the counting stopped. But you know what? We couldn't question that. We couldn't question it. Even, you know, with, uh, with all the evidence in the world that the media is not uh, journalistically curious enough to cover. But those are the same kind of things that are being said about the Canadian truckers, that they are white supremacists. This is so stupid. White supremacists, uh, Nazis, people with swastikas, people with uh, Confederate flags in Canada. All right, you're in freaking Canada. You're not in the United States. You're in Canada, and some jerkweed shows up with a, with a Confederate flag. Literally, they chased this guy out of uh, the rally the other day. He's walking around with a Confederate flag with a truck on it. And the people said, you know, you're not, we know you're a plant. Get out of here. But there's that same kind of rhetoric, the same demonization. You and I have been called terrorists. You and I have been called conspiracy theorists. You and I have been called white supremacists. Donald Trump has been uh, called a racist, a KKK member, all sorts of things. The same leftist diatribe is happening in Canada, except for the premier of Canada is not outwardly saying there will be no military involvement and there will be no physical involvement by the police. He's not saying that. I'm going to get into what Justin Trudeau said yesterday, which was inflammatory and false, and what I would call the equivalent of swatting. Swatting is when uh, someone who is your enemy calls the police and says, hey man, Joe over there has a gun, he's acting erratically, and I think he might hurt somebody, you sh you'd better go to his house. And the police arrive with guns drawn, expecting some sort of a violent scenario when the person has no idea what was going on. And sometimes this results in tragedy because the police think maybe whatever you got, the pepper grinder that you're holding for making dinner is a gun. All right, so that's the same kind of, it's verbal swatting. It has resulted in an Antifa member running over four members of the, uh, of the protest, injuring four members, just driving into the crowd. An Antifa member 
from Canada. And you can blame it on the swatting that Justin Trudeau is doing. The same thing happened in the United States with Black Lives Matter fomenting violence and the Democrat Party remaining silent on all of it. Uh, the man who ran over all the people in Kenosha, Wisconsin, who killed six or seven people, injured dozens, was a Black Lives Matter supporter, effectively swatted by the Democrat Party, by the mainstream media, by big social media, into thinking that Trump supporters were evil, uh, white people are evil, and uh, therefore must be destroyed. So all of that is going on while the uh, Olympic Games are taking place in Berlin. And that's essentially what we have going on. And it's it's really, really pretty sad that so many people are vocal about the Olympics in Beijing now. When the Olympics in Beijing were announced at least a dozen years ago. But to act like we're surprised and shocked as we sit here with our, you know, iPhone 13 that's made in China. Uh, many people would say because of, um, you know, Uyghur slave labor. And, and I guess we're fine with it. I guess, I guess we are fine with it because we get so much stuff from China. We get so much good, cheap stuff from China that we're willing to uh, look beyond things because we're so addicted to cheap Chinese stuff. And maybe, you know, it's time we, uh, we got off that addiction. Huh? Maybe something good will come out of these China Olympics that maybe the world will go, wow, wow, wow. But I don't know. Mask madness in schools and how that narrative is falling apart, but some in totalitarian uh, states around the country are willing to hang on to it, even though there is no doubt about it that it is harming children. And I will say, unless your child has some sort of uh, major pre-existing condition, maybe it's cystic fibrosis, something like that, but if your kid is perfectly healthy and your school doesn't recommend masks and you're sending your kid saying, you got to wear a mask every day, uh, I think you're nuts. I think you're nuts. I think that what schools are doing with children as far as separating them from other kids and, and making them wear masks is uh, child abuse. It is child abuse, and some people will pay for it eventually. So all of that is on the plate. It's like a buffet, if you will. All you can eat, thank you very much. All you can listen buffet today. The number here is 800-922-6680. That's uh, 800-922-6680. I'd stay away from the salmon moose, though. It's just, you know, it just I don't trust it. I, I don't trust it. Stick around, guys. The video platform Rumble offered Joe Rogan $100 million. Uh, no censorship. Come over. I actually just spoke online to the CEO, Chris Pavlovsky, and uh, they want to bring him over, obviously. Now, let me explain to you why this is a bargain. I'll just explain why this is a bargain. You see, CNN gets around uh, six or 700,000 uh, viewers a night. That's how bad things are. They're about 90% down. They're on their last legs. I mean, they really are. The major changes are going to happen at CNN. Very big. But that said, there are 3,000 people working at CNN. Do you know how many people work for Joe Rogan? Probably a staff of under 10. And Joe Rogan gets 11 million views per episode every day. That is four times what Tucker Carlson gets. This is huge. Now, many of the anchors on CNN, like, for instance, uh, Chris Cuomo, he was making, like, I, I heard $9 million in a year or maybe a little bit more. I, uh, Joy Reid on MSNBC makes millions and millions of dollars a year. All of these people make millions and millions of dollars a year. And uh, here's Joe Rogan over here. He's got a $100 million deal with Spotify, which Spotify now realizes was the greatest investment they could have ever made ever, ever, ever with $11 million views per day. That is unheard of. So anybody who offers Joe Rogan $100 million, 
Uh, it's a nice gesture, but I have a feeling uh, he's going to get a little bit more. <laughs> he's going to get a little bit more. I have been talking about the Biden administration's use of the word disinformation and misinformation. Um, this is uh, Stalin that uh, a country has used the word disinformation to describe uh, dissent, dissenting opinions. And it, to me, it was very shocking originally when I heard the word. I was like, what? A disinformation? Really? Uh, what I'm saying is disinformation or misinformation. And I knew that my, my opinions were not coming from a position of disinformation or misinformation. It was coming from a position of, why isn't anybody talking about this? Why isn't anybody talking about how ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine wiped out COVID in Uttar Pradesh, a gigantic uh, province in India where it was killing thousands and thousands of people? Why is the, the American media not covering this? Why aren't they covering election fraud? Why did they cover up Hunter Biden's laptop? This isn't from a position of disinformation. This is from a position of why are you covering it up? And disinformatia was the name that Stalin gave to the KGB black propaganda department. Russia began using the, uh, the Office of Special Disinformation in 1923. And right now, Jen Psaki uh, is the spokesperson for that. And, and now we have more proof of it, the Biden administration. The Department of Homeland Security declares a heightened, a heightened terrorism threat due to false and misleading narratives and conspiracy theories online. Now, the First Amendment guarantees the right of free speech, well, you know, obviously with some exceptions, threatening speech and whatnot, uh, not to be impinged by the government. And yet we have heard in the last six months to a year, Jen Psaki saying they literally are editing Facebook posts. They are working with Facebook, and then Joe Biden is saying, you've got to get your stuff together to the social media companies, which is a threat. And when they call false and misleading narratives, it's anything that disagrees with the party line right now in the country. So the Biden DHS has declared a heightened terrorism threat due to several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis- and disinformation or malinformation introduced and or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. They don't care about foreign actors. All they care about is people in the United States of America, presumably all mostly conservatives. Listen to this. These threat actors seek to exacerbate uh, societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence. You know, so don't even think about doing a trucker convoy like they're doing in Canada. That's what they're saying. But it's going to happen. Mass casualty attacks and other groups of targeted violence conducted by lone offenders and small groups acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to the nation. You know, like a, a radical Islamist coming in from England and nobody checking him and he goes into a synagogue and holds a bunch of people hostage. You know, that kind of stuff. While the conditions underlying the heightened threat landscape have not significantly changed over the last year, and they haven't, they're making it up. The convergence of the following factors has increased the volatility, unpredictability, and complexity of the threat environment. Does this not sound Soviet? Listen to this. One, 
the proliferation of false or misleading narratives, which sow discord to undermine public trust in the U.S. government institutions. Well, I hate to tell you this, but the government institutions have sowed the mistrust because they've lied about everything. Number two, continued calls for violence directed at U.S. critical infrastructure, soft targets and mass gatherings. None of those are coming from conservatives or Trump supporters. Faith-based institutions like churches, synagogues, and mosques. You know, like the radical Muslim who came here from Great Britain and held hostages in Texas a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the proliferation of, of false or misleading narratives. Listen to this. This is the DHS warning. For example... Are you ready for what they consider to be a false and misleading narrative? Because it's pointing at you, kids. Remember that the Biden White House, the Secretary of Education, authored a note that was sent to Merrick Garland, the AG for the United States, saying that people who disagree at school boards with CRT and uh, porn in libraries are domestic terrorists. Remember that? That kind of went away. But here is another false or misleading narrative which so discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. For example, that says, this is the document. There was widespread online proliferation of false or misleading narratives regarding unsubstantiated widespread election fraud and COVID-19. So now the government has gone beyond just threatening people. Uh, having the mainstream water carriers go after people who disagreed with the narrative with regard to COVID-19. Like, for instance, that cloth masks are worthless, that six feet of social distancing was worthless, that the COVID vaccine would prevent you from catching COVID. All of those are now disinformation. But they were the gospel truth according to the government. So now the government, literally our government, the government of the United States of America, is getting the DHS involved for people who disagree about the 2020 election and the government's lies about COVID-19. So the DHS looks at you if you say, I think and I know in my heart and common sense would dictate that in a laboratory that was engineering gain-of-function research, which means taking viruses from animals so they'd be contagious in humans, presumably as a, uh, a biological weapon, people who say, hey, man, I don't think it came from bat soup. I think it came from a lab where they were doing experiments on this stuff in Wuhan where the virus came from. According to the DHS, ladies and gentlemen, that now is disinformation, and that is a threat to homeland security. This is what we're up against, kids, and it's really, really serious. Disinformation and misinformation, the fact that our government is using either of those terms should scare the hell out of anybody, anybody who's paying attention, anybody who's paying attention. Should we talk about the convoy in Ottawa? I think we should. Arizona. 7th of June when they highballed over the pass. Bulldog Mac with a can on back and a Jaguar hauling ass. He's 10 on the floor, stroking boars. Seat cover starting the game. CW McCall. Now, Beaver, you were trucking with a rubber duck, and I'm about to pull a plug on your drink. Cuz.
I gotta watch this movie again. By the way, it was a movie called Convoy, and it starred Chris Christopherson. If you get a chance to uh, find the movie, pretty good movie with a surprise ending. So um, uh, Ottawa has uh, declared a state of emergency over the COVID-19 protests. The mayor of Canada's capital declared a state of emergency on Sunday. And the former U.S. ambassador to Canada said groups in the U.S. must stop interfering in the domestic affairs of America's neighbor as protesters opposed to COVID-19 restrictions continued to paralyze Ottawa's downtown. Meanwhile, states of the United States are lifting COVID restrictions. So either they have a death wish or they know that this is all nonsense. It's like Democrats who don't wear masks when they tell people to wear masks. Either they have a death wish or they don't believe the nonsense they are spewing. And they do spin, a spew, a whole lot of nonsense. Now, here is um, Justin Trudeau. Here is Justin Trudeau, the uh, perfectly haired, coiffed fop, uh, premier of Canada, talking about the, uh, well, he's, he's uh, spewing untruths about the Canadian truck drivers who are peacefully protesting in Ottawa. Their vehicles are parked. There's room for emergency vehicles to go around. There was a, uh, a judge who said no more horn honky, so they said, okay, we won't horn honk. That's no problem. They literally are cleaning the snow off the streets. They are sweeping up any mess, any discarded uh, wrappers or anything, and they brought in bouncy houses for children to play in. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a real dangerous uh, uh, situation here, a city filled with terrorists. I'm going to share the audio from Justin Trudeau and the lies that he is presenting, which are the same lies that our DHS right now are leveling against you and me. It is remarkable. These are remarkable and potentially dangerous times. The phone number here is 800-922-6680 if you'd like to uh, chime in on any of this. If you think that your uh, browsing history is private, you're uh, you're wrong. Unless you have ExpressVPN. You know, when you go into incognito mode, it doesn't hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use, how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you ever visited. These are scary times, guys. I've been banned on Facebook, taken down, had sites go away. People are watching your moves with regard to politics and other stuff. So it doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies, among other people. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visited. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for not having it and using it. Protect your online activity today with a VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash newsmax, and you get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That is expressvpn.com slash newsmax, expressvpn.com slash newsmax to learn more. So here is Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, making up, making up, allegations about the peaceful Canada truckers. Now, if you're tired of being called racist because you're a Trump supporter or because you thought there were major irregularities during the election or maybe Hunter Biden's laptop uh, is full of things that would end a presidency normally, or if you knew that the Russia collusion was a lie, that the narrative, actually there were people who won Pulitzers for reporting on a fake narrative that proved to be fake. If you were one who said that it was ridiculous for Donald Trump to be impeached for a 
phone call to a Ukrainian president and impeached for inciting a riot. Uh, both of them did a face plant because they were lies. If you believe those, the Department of Homeland Security and the Canadian government would say, you're a Nazi, you're a white supremacist, and you are a terrorist. Justin Trudeau. Individuals are trying to blockade our economy, our democracy, and our fellow citizens' daily lives. It has to stop. The people of Ottawa don't deserve to be harassed in their own neighborhoods. They don't deserve to be confronted with the inherent violence of a swastika flying on a street corner. Okay, um, that's a lie. That's a gigantic lie. And it is meant to justify a reaction, a physical reaction from authorities, or to encourage one from those who oppose. Like the guy from Antifa who ran over four of the protesters two days ago. That's what it's there for. It's there to make the people who are setting up bouncy houses for their kids and cleaning up the streets and feeding one another and celebrating and singing the Canada National Anthem, it's meant to paint them as Nazis that should be targeted either to cover up a violent disruption of the protest by the government and the military or to encourage an untoward action from those who disagree with it. That's what it's all about. Now, here is Justin Trudeau saying that he wouldn't even think about using the military, but he's really not saying that. Listen. One has to be very, very cautious before uh, deploying uh, military in, uh, in situations uh, engaged. But could you blame me? Because, you know, they're, uh, they're waving swastikas in there. Violent. That's a lie. In, uh, Canadians, uh, it is not something uh, that anyone should enter in likely, uh, uh, lightly. Uh, but uh, as of now, there have been no uh, requests, and uh, and that is not uh, in the cards right now. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! What, 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 what? As of now and right now, listen. Uh, as of now, there have been no uh, requests, and uh, and that is not uh, in the cards right now. Yeah, it's not in the cards right now. Right now, right now, being the key words. Here he is saying that it's a threat. From the beginning of this demonstration. Our government has been in close contact with the mayor of Ottawa and municipal and provincial officials. But we haven't talked to the people who are doing the protest. So far, kind of important. RCMP has mobilized nearly 300 officers to support the Ottawa police services and is ready to do more. I wonder what the more could be. Yesterday, the city of Ottawa. They're confiscating food and gas. Declared a state of emergency. We're convening a table with the relevant federal and municipal partners to further strengthen our response. But they're not considering a military response yet. The yet. federal government will be there with whatever resources the province and the city need. This is another headline. Biden administration is recalculating the number of COVID-19 hospitalizations to determine people who came in for COVID or with COVID. Which means, I would assume, since uh, yesterday Nancy Pelosi had a candlelight visual for the 900,000th person uh, pushing a million people who've died in the United States, according to the government, of COVID. Why is uh, political reporting that a task force of scientists and data specialists at the Department of Health and Human Services, why are they asking hospitals to report the number of patients who go to the facility because they have COVID and separate those from individuals who go in for other reasons and test positive after being admitted? 
Why is that suddenly a thing? Is it maybe because the COVID narrative is about to collapse and the, uh, uh, you know, if you're a Canadian, the merit is about to hit the fan if you're from Quebec, you know? Maybe, maybe. And it's something that I guess you might consider racist. Biden's HHS is going to fund crack pipe distribution, uh, parts of the $30 million harm reduction uh, grant. The, uh, the Federal Department of Health and Human Services is planning to distribute $29,500,000 in harm reduction grants for drug users this spring, money that can be allocated for safe smoking kits and supplies, meaning crack pipes and related paraphernalia. Now, for purposes of this order, this is according to the order, uh, the term equity means the consistent and systematic, fair, just, and impartial treatment of all individuals, including individuals who have belonged to underserved communities. So basically, it is saying to people of color, hey man, I know you guys smoke a lot of crack, so let's go ahead and give you free crack pipes. That's what they consider equity. Uh, isn't that kind of insulting? Isn't it kind of something that the, the, the government says, hey, man, if we're going to be equitable, those black people and those people of color got to get free crack pipes. That's really what they're saying when they say this. There is uh, no doubts about it. Uh, no doubt about it. Here is, uh, here is Marco Rubio with his response to free crack pipes. And I'm sure it was probably spurred by Hunter Biden saying, hey, Dad, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. The Biden administration is going to be sending crack pipes and meth pipes targeting you thought Obama phones were great. How about a crack pipe? A Biden crack pipe. He's in this country, underserved communities. I know that sounds insane. I know that sounds too crazy to be true. They confirmed it yesterday. They're gonna, they call them smoking kits, and they say it's about equity, but they have, in essence, confirmed. <laughs> they call them sending crack pipes to, uh, to uh, neighborhoods of color, and it's not racist. <laughs> but they're going to be mailing and sending Yes. To underserved communities in America. Yes. Underserved. This is insanity. Oh. This isn't even about liberal and conservative anymore. This is about crazy versus normal. Insane versus common sense. Where does this end? I'm I'm gonna have to agree with the uh, the insane versus common sense. So now they've also they're gonna do uh, safe sex kits, which include uh, condoms and uh, you know whatever, and then safe smoking kits, I guess, and then syringes to prevent and control the spread of infectious diseases. So you know, there you go. Uh, and then the the term underserved communities refers to population sharing a particular characteristic. You know, uh, including, including, by the way, black, Latino, and indigenous and Native American persons, Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, and other persons of color, members of religious minorities, lesbian, gay, and transgendered and queer communities, persons, persons with disabilities. I guess, I, I, I don't know, I know a lot of people with disabilities, they don't smoke crack. Uh, persons who live in rural areas. <laughs> I grew up on a farm. Never smoke crack. Uh, and persons otherwise adversely uh, affected by persistent poverty or inequality. There you go. Get your free, get your free crack pipe. That is fantastic. Let's go to uh, Richard in Baltimore. He would like to talk about the uh, truckers in Canada. How you doing there, Richard? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I believe if you check in the past, you will see that uh, Mr. Trudeau. Yeah. Didn't he have to apologize for wearing blackface? No, he has not apologized for that, has he? Oh well, he did wear it though, right? Yes, he did. He uh, he, and he dressed other uh, racist. Of course he did, and, and uh, people have brought that up. Uh, several members of Parliament have brought that up. Uh, you won't get an apology from him. I, I don't know I'm if he's if he has apologies. I'm talking about a parallel. 
Yeah, you would think. You would think it'd be enough to drive you out of office, but it didn't the, uh, the governor of, uh, of Virginia either with his high school or his, I should say, his uh, medical school uh, yearbook where he had blackface on. Either he had blackface on or he was wearing a KKK hood. He couldn't discern which one he was. So I, I get it. Richard, thanks for the phone call, buddy. Do appreciate it. Do appreciate it. This is a, a Canadian soldier. Uh, again, a lot of uh, a lot of parallels between Canada and the United States with regard to treatment of protesters, and with regard to the protesters, uh, the protesters in America who are protesting the uh, election results, are protesting uh, a variety of things, including vaccine mandates. They are legit patriotic Americans. The same goes with soldiers and supporters of this movement in Canada. There are amazing similarities. Here is this soldier saying, why are you persecuting us? I didn't serve this country to be bullied by a prime minister that ran away like a chicken. That, like, who runs away from their people? Yeah, it was kind of convenient that he had a COVID uh, diagnosis right as the truckers started to arrive. Like, it's insane. If I was in the army right now, I'd be contemplating on leaving just because... Well, in the United States, if you haven't been vaccinated, they'll kick you out anyway. Our leadership, our military, our country will have no credibility because of him. None whatsoever. And that's sad because Canada is known across the world for their credibility of their military and their people. Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show. So the Prime Minister of Canada, immediately as soon as the the, uh, convoy was announced, said it was a lunatic fringe group and uh, called them terrorists, called them white supremacists, etc. Uh, now that they are in Ottawa and they've effectively shut down the city uh, and they are polite and they are kind and they are patriotic, uh, the prime minister refuses to meet with them and says that they have swastikas and they are violent. And he's lying. The same thing is happening in this country. The same modus operandi of the federal government. Uh, nobody offered to meet with anybody with regard to the protests going on um, the day of January. January the 6th. Nobody was interested in it. Nobody was interested in securing the Capitol, and they invited people in. They opened door, a major door that could only be unlocked with magnets from the inside to let people in. Uh, this is the same leftist storyline, and it's, it's not going to end well. And I mentioned the, uh, the DHS is now warning about misinformation, including misinformation and disinformation about uh, vaccines and COVID-19, meaning that they want to head off of the pass a potential convoy across the United States. This is a Canadian protester yesterday telling the prime minister, hey, instead of demonizing us and calling out law enforcement, why don't you come talk to us? The things that Trudeau is saying really fires me up. Listen, the Democrat Party was willing to sit down with Black Lives Matter and Antifa we're not misogynists, we're not racists, we're not bigots. How dare he say that? And, I, and I've been saying this for a while because uh, we, we run the Freedom and Rallies in Peterborough, Ontario. We organize them. Uh, I've been saying for a bit, almost jokingly, but not for Trudeau to come and say these things to our face. And I heard a couple truckers say that. Trudeau, we want you to come and talk to us. You owe us that. You're our leader. And you need to come and um, figure it out. You need to talk to us. And you need to address the people that are here to see you. This is the one of the the most peaceful, loving movements I've ever been to in my entire life. And the police have seized fuel and supplies for a thousand vehicles right after the state of emergency 
was uh, incorporated in Ottawa. And by the way, the really funny thing, uh, some of the protesters, what they're doing is everybody's carrying around a gas can now, and half of them have never been used, and they have things like water in them, just to distract uh, those who would try to confiscate it. There is not one person that is motivated by anything other than love here right now. Everybody is high-fiving each other on the street. People are loving the food, the drink. The people are making sure that every Kind of the same thing that the uh, the Tiananmen Square protests were, were doing before China moved in and crushed them all to death. When it's warm, the camaraderie, I mean, all you got to do is look around. And you know what? The projection is what that is what's going on with Trudeau and his government right now. Telling us that we are violent um, is absolutely ridiculous because... Because, and the reason why they're doing it is because they want to justify a removal by force that include could include the military that's one of the reasons why kids don't let anybody try to fool you here is my friend greg kelly of newsmax talking with listen to this guy's name his name is gord voth i'm gord voth yeah i'm driving a truck up here in uh, ottawa yeah i'm just hanging out here here's gord voth talking about the mayor of ottawa and how he's lying what are they telling you what are you guys doing wrong according to the mayor of ottawa uh, they said we've been violent. Uh, they said we had some uh, racial flags and stuff like this. It's basically a scare tactic for them to take our fuel away from our base camp there where we're feeding and, and, and getting fuel to all the trucks and stuff like that. But they're, they're scrambling. We've done nothing wrong. It's been a peaceful protest. Any of the violence, anything that you're hearing on the mainstream media, from our mainstream media, is just all propaganda. Because like, there has been no violence. You talk to police officers on the ground, it's a different story. It is um, remarkable, and the only thing that will prevent something very bad from happening is the police and the military saying, we're not going to do it. There was a report this morning that half of Ottawa's police department had uh, resigned this morning. That is not the case. I kind of wish it was true, but that is not the case. Here's more from Gord Voth. When do you blow the horns? I mean, it's not all day and night, is it? (laughs) Uh, During the week, we were doing it every half hour. Uh, then on the weekends, there were so many people here, it was just like a free-for-all, but we had an arrangement at 8 o'clock, we shut our horns off, like on all the residential areas. I know on the main street by Wellington, in front of the Parliament buildings, those guys, there was a party. Oddly enough, Antifa, you tell them, hey man, do me a favor, stop trying to burn down the federal courthouse. They don't go, oh, you know what, cool, I, what was I thinking? What was I thinking about that? I'm going to go clean up the mess that I made, you know, with all the Molotov cocktails, we were trying to kill the police officers. I, my bad. My bad. A whole different area, and they were going all the town. And just as of today, the mayor of Ottawa got a judge to sign an injunction that any horn blowing, they were given the right to not just ticket you, but actually arrest you. So we've all gone silent on the horns until they figure this out. That's right. Have the horn, whatever. That's cool. Canada's conservative leader, Candace Bergen, has been making a lot of uh, headlines. I was one of the first people to uh, share her speeches in front of uh, Parliament. Here she is talking about how Justin Trudeau wants nothing to do with a dialogue with peaceful protesters. Uh, Mr. Speaker, the protesters, and I guess we should be more accurate, the the trucks have been parked outside uh, in Ottawa for almost a week now. And instead of presenting a plan, which is what I I think a lot of people in this country would like to see, instead of presenting a plan to work with the people who are out there to help them feel that they've been listened to, the Prime Minister is threatening Canadians with more vaccine mandates for interprovincial trade and travel. This is not helpful. So can the Prime Minister please tell... Pull his head out of his rear end. ...all Canadians what role he feels the government can play and what they can do to help solve the impasse.
us. Well, uh, what Justin Trudeau wants to do is to just put it out. Is attempt to put it out like a, a cigarette uh, under the butt of his heel. Here's more of uh, of Candace Bergen, and uh, you know they're tired of being called racist. Where is the olive branch? Because Canadians are looking for an olive branch, and I appreciate the olive branch she just extended to me right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Canadians are looking for. I don't believe Black Lives Matter or Antifa ever extended an olive branch, unless it was part of a tree and they were trying to crush somebody's skull with it. The government doesn't have to agree. They don't have to even like the protesters and and the trucks that are parked outside, but they need to provide a solution. So could they please tell Canadians... Listen to this terrorist and her awful demands. ...what the solution is to uh, get past this impasse. Honorable Deputy Prime Minister. All right, here is the opposition. Mr. Speaker, my hearing is just fine. And yesterday, I heard very clearly my colleague from Hull, Elmer, who explained what it means for a black Canadian to see swastikas and the Confederate flag... That is a gigantic freaking lie. ...displayed at a protest in our nation's capital. They're doing the same crap here, and they brought it to Canada. A little bit more from Candace Bergen, yeah, that's her name, responding. Mr. Speaker, that, I'm, I'm afraid, is classic gaslighting. Yep. And it's very disappointing to see the deputy leader do that when we are in the middle of of what's going on uh, on the streets right now in Ottawa. There's nobody in this house that tolerates... Teaching CRT and not teaching CRT. People who want to remove it from schools are racist. Racism. There's nobody in this house. People who want to ensure uh, election integrity are racist. People who went to Washington, D.C. on January 6th hate black people. Etc. We do not need to go through the, the litany of, of racist things that have been done uh, by people who clearly had very poor judgment. But that isn't what we are talking about. We are talking about an impasse on Parliament Hill. There, we, need to, we need to have some solution. There needs to be an olive branch. Where is that? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Keep fighting. That's all I got to say. Keep fighting. Thank you for joining me today, guys. Please share this uh, podcast with other people. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the digital platforms where it is available. If you would please um, share that with other folks. Also, uh, this weekend, my TV show is on. Donald Trump thinks I'm the funniest person on television, although it's really hard to be funny lately. (laughs) It really is. God bless our first responders. God bless our military veterans and departed God bless our first responders. God bless you. Yeah, you too. You too. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.